Hello, family and friends, friends that are family and family that are friends. Welcome to episode four of To Be Determined. It's a podcast thing. I appreciate your guys' time. Appreciate your guys' support. And um, yeah, so get right into it. This episode's on the concept of love. And it's become more of a concept than an idea, and maybe it'll evolve to an idea, but I'm actually taking notes on this one. And the more notes that I take and the deeper I dive into the subject, the more encompassing I realize that the subject is um, from a philosophical standpoint. And then, I mean, we go into psychology and current dynamics of romanticism versus love and you know, then you get into like marriage, what marriage stood for. Was marriage part of love? Like it is today, which, yeah, not so much. But I mean, it's it's all part of those uh, evolutionary stepping stones that uh, humans use to cultivate culture and to kind of progress through ideas. Um, but yeah, welcome to it. Episode four episode episode sure episode four of to be determined so with it being the month of february and this episode will probably be going out around valentine's day not that it was planned but it does seem to be somewhat synchronicitous to the idea of what love is it's kind of funny because like i cannot find anything earlier than um like 400 AD for the concept of love but you would think that the you know showing concern for one another empathy for one another empathy is a newer word too but the the general idea you know of 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 supporting the other I guess, and, and, you know, and, you know, it actually kind of makes sense a little bit that maybe the reason why the overall principle of love didn't start to come in to play until ancient Greek was because tribalistically speaking, you know, humans coming from tribes, marriage, women were property, so there wouldn't be a full on like they there was no consent really it was you know you sold women they sold children they sold everybody everybody you know if you couldn't take care of a kid you sold your kid for as a slave to go work somewhere else or whatever so maybe the the whole entirety of what we perceive love as today is it's actually an entirely new concept hmm I didn't even really think of it that way that's kind of crazy. I do think that my belief and understanding and what I thought was love, I understand why it's so flipping confusing to everybody because there's not a lot that, you know, we, we see that, you know, you would think like a concept like love would be from the beginning of time, especially when you look at it from a theological standpoint, because you know, God created the earth because he loved us so much. He gave us his only son, so on and so forth. And this is Christian. But in uh, Muslim text, they actually talk about love a little bit less. And then when you go into like Buddhism and um, Hinduism, 
they talk about love as a concept of um they don't they mention love but it's more of a kindness so they they have a lot of kindness in a lot of the older texts and the biggest concepts of love didn't actually exist until kind of like uh 11th and 12th century i believe is what i saw they the, that's the romanticism era of like po- poetry. It's when people started courting. So like when you had to actually woo the woman a little bit, you know, the, the guy would go out and he would write these sonnets or poems and so on and so forth. And those are the things that they would use to get consent, you know, for them to uh, approach the woman and, you know, in, in a courting uh, ritual of whatever. But, yeah, it's this is a crazy concept to think about. I mean, it when you when you look at it, it's like is it really that so new of a concept that it's it's not old enough for us to be able to have it instilled in us, but it's new enough that the current generations are still phasing out the details. And in that phasing out is where we struggle to understand what empathy means and what love is and how can we get it confused and wrapped up in, ro- <clears throat> excuse me, romanticism. So that's, that's kind of crazy. I had to bust out the notebook for this because I couldn't remember those words off the top of my head. But um, so the, the, the Greek philosophers talked about love but they they had different variations of it so they had um philatia which is kind of your um self-love and they actually had both of those as a positive and negative depending on how you how you viewed it because you could either be selfish or you could show appreciation for yourself in a way that you know allowed you to progress through society or not be taken advantage of and so on and so forth but then you know you get narcissism and the whole other positive negative and i guess when you look at love as a whole you you know the the yin yang symbol you split it in half and then there's an existence of dark and the light and light and the dark and there's always a balance and the uh i think any concept really of love you know you got love versus hate it's gonna be part of a whole but um xenia is the love of uh hospitality so how you would treat people that come to your home xenia xenia excuse me and then storage is natural affection it's kind of what i was talking about with uh families and and um that paternal instinct that you see from a mother to a, 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 ch- a child, that's that love. And I'm assuming that the, philo- the philosophy behind it is that, uh, you know, what was birthed, there's a love that, that, that can be only found through the creator's eyes on how they view things. So I think that's kind of part of what that is. Philia is um, affected regard, so like uh, affectional regard, excuse me. So like uh, brotherly love, what you find um, co-workers equals, so on and so forth. 
Eros is the love of passion, um, sexuality. It's the what do you call that? The uh, the romantic side of love, more or less. And then there was a um, Plato who kind of refined that a little bit. He said that you didn't have to have sexual attraction for it to be considered to, to love somebody. And he called it, the, that's where the whole Plutonic friendship or Plutonic love comes from. But you would think that would be the same concept of philia um, for brotherly love, unless the they didn't see them as equals, which makes sense being in the times. So Plutonic would be, you know, um, male and female or I would assume, you know, I, I guess homosexuality was a thing back then. I don't know how they, I'm assuming that's what it was though. It was men to women. And the reason that they tied that to platonic versus philia is probably because philia is supposed to be between equals, a love of, of between equals. And they defined it specifically as brotherly love. So there's, there's probably some misogyny um, landed in, in those definitions. And then of course, you know, with the, the rise of Christianity in, in ancient Greek, ancient Greece, they had, uh, agape, um, is love for God, um, gloves, God's love for man. So it would be divine love, which is the whole concept of, uh, what I think honestly is when you look at it from a, a creator standpoint and you look at like how science has evolved and how we've been able to find elements of the stars in our DNA and in our, in our human makeup. And those elements exist in all things on this planet. And then, and then some, um, it's kind of a, that's what I see is that divine love. That's that, uh, if, if you look at it as all as an equal asset on this rock, then, you know, that's, we should all have and understand the creator's love, the agape of, of the whole concept. But I thought these were kind of interesting. Cause like, as I went through and I was trying to like, look up the history or like, find ideas where this stuff came in and it wasn't until we started to kind of think outside of our, our ideological or even think period. Like I, I, I don't think it wasn't until we started to actually question existence and question why, how, you know, how things are being done that, that we even contemplated. How do you define something that should be fairly natural? You would think, right? Like, you know, having having somebody that family, your 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 tribe, your immediate culture, your immediate family, all that kind of stuff, you should have a, a pride and a, a self, like how to adhere to them and connect to them, and that would be part of that love. And then, obviously, when you have your your spouse or your significant other there's a tie-in where you love that particular person more almost more than this other person but then you get those people that that are abusive or not 
conducive to the actual benefit of the relationship. And then that's where that light and the dark and the balance starts to kind of play a little bit into those definitions. Thought it was interesting though. I honestly, as I kept looking this stuff up, it really kind of twisted my original thought process going into this. Cause going into this, I was like, Oh, love's love is this existing encompassing entity. So it's always been there. It's always, you know, maybe we just didn't define it as a certain way, but I think it's evolved. Like it actually, we've been working with, with what we've had in place and it's not quite the way that a lot of people like to look at it. So overall, there's the, the article I was reading is there was 12 major religions that discussed kindness as being a kind of a, a cornerstone of, of their religion, talking about respecting one another, um, loving yourself and loving another person as yourself, kind of the golden rule concept, which you can find different variations of that through almost every religious text. Um, every philosophical ancient philosophies and all that philosophizers and stuff. But, uh, I do have, uh, this is actually from some Buddha script. It's, um, you can search the entire universe for someone who is more deserving of your love than you are yourself. And that person is not to be found anywhere. You yourself as much as anybody in the entire universe deserve your love and affection, which is kind of the concept. And then it says, uh, if you truly loved yourself, you could never hurt another. And that's the whole golden rule concept. And that's goes back to that self love, like loving yourself. I feel is, is an understanding of yourself. You know, you love yourself, you appreciate yourself enough that you don't, project a lot of your insecurities back on a lot of people i see it and i guess i see it with women too but i see it a lot with men um they tend to get upset and i've always i ran across a quote somewhere at some point that talked about the things that you hate in others are the darkest parts of yourself that you that you don't like about your yourself so i think what you learn to accept that yeah, everybody makes mistakes, everybody, including you, <laughs> and you forgive yourself for making those mistakes, makes it a lot easier to respect and understand other people, empathize, I guess. Um, see, none of you has faith until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. That's actually out of the Quran. So that's obviously, there's so much violence tied to that religion that you don't get the concept of some of the points in there in that book. I mean, you could, you can nitpick stuff out of the Bible too, that, you know, you can pull all the worst parts of that. And a lot of it comes in context with the times because obviously the times then were a lot more barbaric than the times now. There's not a lot of metaphors involved. I mean, there are a lot of metaphors, but the stuff that's actually his, historically appropriate is appropriate because of the context at that time. It's kind of cool to, if you ever get a chance, if, if, if you study the Bible or any, anything really, 
go back and look at, um, try to find some, I, I think it's Oxford is what I've been looking through, but they do uh, actual historicities of the Bible and just basically bring it into context, like what the writer was thinking, so on and so forth. It does remove a lot of the uh, mysticism side of it, um, but it's kind. Of, I think it's cool to to learn the history of it. To me, it's just I think it's important to understand context of script so that you can pull the best parts out of there and and be the best part of you. You know, but but one of my favorite verses out of the Bible is actually the Corinthians uh, verse. I think it's. 13 uh corinthians 13 but it's um talks about love and i think for me it explains i think ultimately over the past um 10 years of my life redefining what love meant to myself this was one of the cornerstones for me i just i don't know what it it, it resonated with me so much but it says uh if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I am nothing. That, uh, as I was writing that down, I was, uh, I kind of, that, that definitely was a level up moment. I, there's a lot that, uh, especially in social media, you see so much that is not that, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's important. I try not to think that, you know, social media is the resounding force of human nature i think it's definitely got some a lot of tribalistic nature stuff in it which is understandable and and i think if we recognize it as that we can move on um it goes on to this is the love is patient part it says love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it is not rude it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered and it keeps no records of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Now, to me, that's like the ultimate shutdown of anything other than love. So, I... I guess for lack of a better word, I love that. <laughs> like that's, that is such a cool, such a powerful way to express where love is in the concept of priorities or should be. Um, that's kind of funny. I saw, I saw it somewhere and this one dude I was talking to him, he was, he was got in this relationship with a, with a girl and, and they're still together, which is pretty cool. It's about two years ago. And he was saying that he, he really liked her. He wasn't sure, though, if they should get married because things were sometimes awkward and so on and so forth. And I think they had been together, I want to say, maybe eight months. Like, it was a kind of a short time frame. And 
he was, and I was telling him, I was like, well, I saw this, I read this somewhere one time where it says, if you take the Corinthians verse and replace the word love with the person and make it a question, like we'll say John. So we'll say John is patient. John is kind. John does not envy. John does not boast. John is not proud. John is not rude. John is not self-seeking or is, I guess, is John self-seeking? You know, you'd ask yourself, you know, if, if those statements are true, um, then I would say that's a good person. And as I was, I was writing this down, I was like, man, that's a pretty damn high standard to carry somebody to, <laughs> to tell them, you know, I would say people are probably what patient 80% of the time, depending on the person, obviously. They're kind, maybe playing on semantics a little bit, but I I think people are kind for the most part. Envy is a rough one. Boasting, especially men, I think men are pretty bad about that. Uh, Not proud. It's hard not to not be proud. I think, you know, everybody has a certain level of self-respect that they hold. But I think when you grasped onto that self-respect too hard it, it's definitely a can be definitely become an issue it's not always an issue but it can become an issue not easily angered keeps no records of wrongs that's i mean that's a high standard to hold anybody to but it is crazy like uh i i i think that is such a solid foundation uh if you could find somebody that was that way that's definitely a person that you hang on to and do everything you can to make sure that you do not let them go because that would be one of those beneficial relationships where things are coming back and forth. And definitely, you know, when it goes back, don't just use that on other people. Use it on yourself. Are you patient? Are you kind? Are you envious? Do you boast? Are you proud? Are you rude? Are you self-seeking? That one's semantics too, I think, because I think in a way we're all kind of self-seeking at some point. Easily angered. Are you easily angered? I know a few of you just saying. Keeps no records of wrongs. Yeah, there's... Yeah. Does not delight in evil. I can honestly say that uh, I don't hang out with very many people, at least openly, that delight in evil. That's a pretty solid, I feel very confident that uh, definitely had some errors in judgment with some people, but it's even then like, Thinking back after, you know, after you forgive the art, well, once I forgave people, it was, it was a weird sense of, like, I wanted to forgive them, but I was still pissed. And it was, it took a while to work that out. And a lot of this, looking into all this stuff was kind of the, that was the start of my personal spiritual path and, um, Caminar la camino is what my buddy says, walking the path. But uh, the 
the concept of love as a concept. I think if we could use the Christian text out of like specifically, no, you don't have to pull the context out of this part. Like literally just take it as it is and, and just resound in that resonate with that, you know, make that part of your wake up call, your whatever. I, I felt like that was a big one for me because, and going back through and rewriting a lot of this, it's, it's definitely kind of, um, felt a little disquieted lately, but I think this has kind of settled me quite a bit. Like I, I really enjoyed this uh, topic and uh, I was going to go after romanticism. Like I was going to say how, you know, I, I posted a video on our Facebook page. It says, you know, how romanticism killed love, but it's not the same. It's, it's, that's what the issue is. It's, it's not the same, you know, like shit being romantic is not the same as just loving somebody. You can still have romantic affection for someone else. Is that the the love? I think the love is when they wake up and they got that funky ass breath and you still want to kiss them. I think that's kind of love. Or like they still got the crusties in their eyes and you're like still entranced by how pretty they are or handsome. You know, like that kind of stuff. I get that. Like that's love, you know, dealing with the worst of somebody and still seeing the good in them. That to me is love the like gifts like i hate valentines but like the gifts and the flowers and the nonsense and all that like i don't uh subscribe to that but if you got somebody that's actually kind of into that you know go ahead do it for them you know uh, show them but i recommend not doing it on a holiday do it randomly. It makes more sense to do it randomly. Because I think so many people do it on a holiday. It becomes kind of this ritual. And then the ritual becomes an obligation. The obligation becomes a necessity to some people. And then anybody that's been in a long-term relationship, if you are pandering and babying your significant other and you that is going to have to be your momentum for a very long time. If you cannot keep up that momentum, you really should negotiate up front before it becomes later. Just saying, anybody in a long-term relationship. But as far as love and romanticism, uh, I don't think there are, I don't think romanticism versus love. I think it's romanticism and love. I think, uh, you know, poetry and and romantic endeavors all that kind of stuff all different concepts all different concepts but it's definitely a good place to be as long as you're focusing on yourself before you try to change someone else you'll never be able to change anyone else you'll have to have that internal respect that love not pride, like it says, is not proud, so don't be proud. Self-respect, but no, I think that's always why uh, pride and envy were, you know, in the sins. 
But to wrap this up, there's so much in life that is out of our control. But I think if we can focus on ourselves and find some cornerstones to build ourselves up from and understand where other people are coming from, maybe have a little bit of empathy, uh, I think that would be the best portion of what we can do currently with our lives. Not get wrapped up in the love of another person get wrapped up in the love of yourself and being able to change yourself being able to accomplish things yourself love yourself enough to give yourself the time and respect you deserve so that that way people will respect you for who you are and the things you can do like it's kind of crazy like I I thought about it the other day I, I did something for someone I didn't want to I didn't even know the person it was a random stranger Helped him do something that slowed me down. I didn't get paid for it. I did it at work. Um, and it was... It was... Uh, not necessary. You know, like it just wasn't... It wasn't a, something that I needed to do. And I didn't want to do it. But I did it. And, you know, I helped him get on his way. And I tried to make him feel better. And after I got done with helping him, you know, I left. And as I was driving away... I was like, man, I took so long to, to do this. And then, you know, how much time it cost me. And then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, but that guy had a good, better night. Considering <clears throat> he had just gotten a ticket right before that for, for not having the proper equipment on his uh, vehicle at the time. So that was kind of, I mean, I just, when I thought about that, I was like, well, that kind of sucked for him. But for me... Not that it was self-serving, but it was one of those things where I still was able to respect myself enough to help him and then get going, even though it was going to put me out a little bit. So, I don't know. It's 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 a weird spot to be in, but uh, kind of loving the journey. So, to all of you, I appreciate your time, appreciate your effort. Check out our Facebook page, check out our Twitter feed, check out our... You can look for me on anchor.fm slash tbd-podcast. You'll find uh, all the list of uh, services that we're hosted by. You can subscribe, share, uh, help me out. I can stop recording this on my phone, even though it works pretty good using the Anchor app. So I can't complain too much. But again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your patience. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Wish you the best. Hope hope you have a good one. Take care. Bye.